Chiefs camp is finally open, and Chris Jones' watch has officially begun. What's going on day one in St. Joe's today on Locked on Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We are live on a Sunday afternoon because the Kansas City Chiefs have begun the official football season and training camp itself. Welcome to the show. We are live for you guys. Like, sub, hit that bell right now if you would. We're brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs because they help you find all the things you need. Faster, easier, qualified candidates. All you got to do is post your job at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. We'll talk to you more about them later. But this is a fun day because it's all here. We've had a little bit of run-up. We've had some mini camps. We're going to get into the details of what's going on in St. Joe today. But first, make sure that you are subbed here on YouTube, as well as the audio platforms on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you want to get your audio. We appreciate you making us your first listen this afternoon. Make another Lockdown Show your next listen because you want to get all the information around the league as we start to spin up the NFL 2023. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, and RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. There's a ton to talk about in training camp. And if you want to get the news from us first, join the text line. Please text us at 816-357-8781. Had a couple of new people jump on over the weekend, uh, and they're getting text messages about training camp. This is part of what we're going to be bringing to you all season long. We will be sending out text messages. So go hit that up. Go hit us up there. Uh, obviously, the first story is Chris Jones. And yeah. really – no way to get around it. Uh, I mean, there's plenty to talk about at camp, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Chris Jones for at least a, l- a little bit. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm not worried about it. Uh, get into week three, I would be concerned about it. I still think a deal gets done. Uh, it's in his best interest for a deal to get done sooner rather than later because he's getting hit for $50,000 a day for each day he misses. Uh, that's going to add up relatively quickly. So, Chris, if you want to give your money away, just show up to camp and buy me a new truck, will you? I mean, let's if we're going to go 50k a day, let's let's get after it. All right, buddy. Um, I hate leading off with a non-story when we're reporting about things that haven't actually happened, but that's that's the case. Chris Jones is a superstar. He will sandwich himself at the end of the day, as much as the Chiefs probably are trying to hold against that. He will sandwich himself between the new contract for Quentin Williams. And Aaron Donald. That's just the way that it has to be because anything else would cause an impasse that would push out that date that he reports even farther. I'm a little surprised that it got to this because I know that Williams got done a couple days before I expected it to. And I thought this was going to slot in pretty straightforwardly. So I'm not concerned either as though it won't get done. I am concerned that it might drag more than I wanted it to. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's Chris gonna, Jones brings. Yeah, sorry. I just I think that it's going to drag further than we wanted it to. And it could drag into week two. Um, you know, a- Adam Schefter reported that, that they are far apart. And to me, that's a big question as to how far apart. Obviously, we don't know that. And what are they far apart on is, is maybe really the better question. Are they far apart on APY? That's an e- extremely easy fix. Are we? Are they far apart on guaranteed money? That's going to be a little bit tougher. APY, you can easily fix by adding a junk year at the end. Uh, if he's really after that and he knows he's not going to get it. But if they're after more guaranteed money, that becomes a little bit of a different problem. Yeah. I, I hope that it's not structure because we all know that the Chiefs are pretty creative with their structures in order to make all the puzzle pieces kind of fit together as we go through not just this season, but next season, the season after that. So 
Um, I, I hope that it's not that because that becomes a, a much more uh, bigger mountain to climb. Let's put it that way. But you're right. Uh, APY is something that can be taken care of pretty easily. Um, folks, I do see the chat. I appreciate you guys being here live. We're going to answer some of those questions later in the show. Chris Jones is the top of the marquee because this is the this is the the reason I think that we saw D Hop go elsewhere. I think this was a, a consternation that we realized. Hey, we're not going to get this done in time. They let D Hop know that, and I think that's why he went to Tennessee. I, I can't see any reason why you would choose to play in Tennessee over Kansas City. So that's that all comes in related to they felt that this was going to be an impasse for a bit. And we are going to be talking about Tony here in a little bit, but I do want to address this question asked by Cole. Claire, I apologize if I butchered your name. I apologize, bud. Uh, his holdouts actually hurts him in the sense that if he gets hurt when he's not at camp, they could really reduce his contract. So yeah. him not being at camp actually gives them the opportunity to uh, force him to take less money if he gets a big injury training away from camp. That's just the way things work in the NFL. Uh, if you're not at wherever you're supposed to be at the, you know, the facility or training camp, uh, you can lose money that way. So him, he needs to be at camp for that specific reason. That's one of the risks he's taking. And I understand you got to do what you got to do. And and I'm not begrudging him not being there. Uh, I do think that this gets done probably not this week, obviously probably next week. And it may not get done uh, until closer to August. Well, and let's, let's be real about it. At some point the rubber hits the road, right? If he misses a week, it's 350k in fines. Fines that cannot be forgiven. So there's no way around it. I think at some point that starts to hit in the pocketbook, even if you are getting your APY up to what we expect to be what 28, 30-ish, somewhere in that range, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. And the other part of that is he's already lost a hundred thousand dollars because he didn't go to minicamp. So uh, you know, it's it's 450, he misses a whole week. It's you know, it adds up pretty quickly, you know, it becomes a very substantial a very substantial amount. It gets to 800000 if you miss two full weeks. Now, if you're talking about guaranteed money and getting your guaranteed money up and Kansas City eventually gives him what he's asking for, maybe that million dollars is or that close to a million dollars isn't going to hurt as much. Uh, but it's still going to be something that he's going to have to pay. And, and there's no way to get around it right now unless the team is going to offer to offset it, which, I mean, I guess technically they could do. Um you know, regardless, this is a deal that's going to get done. He wants to be here. The team wants him to be here. It's just going to be a question as, as to where it gets done. And the, and the bigger question I have, where does he want to be? I mean, we've heard that he wants to be the second under Aaron Donald. Okay, well, $24 million, we get that done. I'm guessing it's it's going to be higher than that. Uh, I don't know how much higher, but, yeah. you know, does he get to $26, 27000000 million APY? I think it could be. I, I think 28 is the number in my head that I've been leaning towards, but we won't know until that negotiation is done. So hang tight, folks. As soon as we know, you will know. We'll be live as soon as uh, an announcement is made one way or the other. But for today, uh, another little twist. It was Daniel Wise, Rock Chalk, another former Jayhawk, uh, that got the starting snaps next to Derek Naughty in Chris's absence. I was a bit surprised by that. Obviously, Turk is on the pup, so it wasn't going to be Turk Wharton, who I think would be the natural selection there. Um, I was interested to see if it was going to be County Coburn, but clearly they're going to make the rookie earn some reps here. And they should, but also I think Coburn plays a little bit of a different position. He's probably more going to be the nose tackle type. Uh, so it doesn't shock me that he's not going to be in there uh, because it is 
while DT is one position, there are multiple different types of DTs. Uh, so that is going to be something they have to take into account. A lot more to talk about when we get into the rest of the training camp because there was a lot of different little details that came out, especially one that we're not going to enjoy talking about. Yeah, and I know you guys are fired about Kadarius Tony. We'll get to that right after this because they just hired him. And if you want to make a potential hire be the best fit that it can, our friends over at LinkedIn can help you. These days, it's tough to find those high-stakes folks that really fit what you're looking for, all the qualifications that you want, and are 100% certain that they can do the job you need done. That's why you have to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. They find the right people for you, for whatever you're looking for, faster and for free. It's super simple. Whether I'm hiring an editor or I need a graphic artist, it helps to post your job so that you know you're getting what you're looking for there. You get this purple hashtag on LinkedIn that lets everybody know in your network that you're hiring. And that spreads the world like, like wildfire. They have simple, simple tools that help you screen out uh, the candidates you don't want. Make sure that you're getting the people that you want and get that small business off and running. It's the number one site for small business and it is LinkedIn jobs. So right now that's where you can find all the qualified candidates that you want to talk to you super fast and for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Just post there for free right now. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Conditions apply everywhere. And that's what uh, most of the chat here. Uh, and folks, again, if you're just joining us, we are live. We're going to try to do this as much as we can through training camp to give you up-to-date information. And we are concerned as well. A lot of questions about Kadarius Tony. The full squad took the field today, minus Chris Jones. He's the only missing person when they went out for warmups. During warmups, Kadarius Tony tweaked, quote unquote, according to Andrew Reid, tweaked a knee. That's not a hamstring as we understand it. I have not gotten confirmation about what that actually means, but I think the hamstring word would have been used had it been very specific like that. So it was cautionary, as I understand. It wasn't a significant. It's just a tweak, something that bothered him. I think it's probably heat-related. It's probably just a rest issue. They held him out of practice. I know that gives everybody a bit of concern right out the gate because that's what we've talked about ever since he came to Kansas City, right? Chris agrees. Uh, you can't hear him, but he'll be on here in a second. Because yeah, huge, huge concern, I think, from a lot of people. And, yeah, that's what I get for meeting myself during your ad read. So my apologies <laughs> to everybody that is here on the live read. Really do appreciate you being here. Um, it's a big question mark with Kadarius Tony. Uh, I still think he's going to be fine. I think he'll be, you know, be back at practice. It may be a couple of days before he's back at practice. And, and we've talked about this. We don't – there's no reason to rush him back. So – it makes sense to hold them out. Uh, and they're not in pads yet. They won't be in pads for a couple more days. So, uh, you know, that's when you're really going to start seeing things. Somebody asked earlier, uh, not much about pass rushers. And, and part of the reason for that is because you don't have pads. You're not, it's not full steam. It's people are, are there. I mean, you guys are practicing, but it's more of a OTA type thing where they're running different drills and they're doing a little bit of team, but you're still not hitting people generally. Unless that's you're McDuffie on Rasheed Rice on accident. I was going to say, that's never the intention right now, but things do happen. You got to watch out for that. Um, it's a concern. Let's let's be real. But I don't think it's anything significant. Again, non-contact. It wasn't even running a route. So given how much we've seen him terms do in terms of volume, working out with Patrick and Dallas through the OTAs, it hasn't been an issue. So I do think it's isolated. I do think it's it's probably related to – uh, I, I think in particular, I think some of the guys that are are the leaner body types, 
are more affected by a lack of, of rest of sleep in particular. You just got to camp, you know, like you're sleeping in the dorms for the first time here. He's never been to St. Joe even experiencing the heat. There are a lot of factors that could go into that. Uh, we should have a, a significant update tomorrow. If we're going to get any more information, you may not get any information at all. He may just be it back out of practice tomorrow. This was precautionary as far as we understand. So uh, I wouldn't get too fired up about it yet, but it certainly is a, a speed bump on what I think we were all kind of hoping to see get off to a fast start, but that's the way that it goes at times. So other than that, you saw everyone out there that includes Pacheco, although he was in uh, the non-contact Jersey uh, dude still looks very fired up. Uh, I hope he doesn't run down so that, that Astrid Turf field all, all camp because he's going to slip at some point. Cleats so on much that energy. Are going to slip. Yeah. It makes me nervous. Yeah. No, he, he always has so much energy. It's always a lot of fun. I, I want to address this really quick. Um, I don't think that there's any way Kansas City trades Jones. Uh, somebody asked that question in the chat. Mm. Uh, and it's mainly because if you're going to go make a trade for that, that caliber of player, you're going to have to have a lot of cap space, one, but you're also going to have to be a contender. Uh, and those two things generally aren't going to be the case this time of year. So if a, a trade was going to happen, it would have already happened. I don't think Kansas is trying to trade him. I don't think they want to trade him. And Jones says he doesn't want to play anywhere else. So I uh, just wanted to address that real quick. You start looking at the other things that came out, and this is the, the one of the interesting things to me. Justin Ross back, you know, getting punts. That's interesting. Yeah, we're, there, we have a lot of small updates for you guys. We're going to hit those in the next segment. But before, before we get there, I just want to make sure that we understand where everything's at. There are a number of players on the pop, including Turk Wharton, but everyone's accounted for except for Chris Jones. So this is as complete as it's going to get until this contract negotiation is done. And they do have uh, literally uh, they have 16 wide receivers in their contract. So don't worry about the wide receiver core and Tony missing a little bit. Uh, really, it's about the mental side of understanding what route combination is going to do. He's not doing any of that here in the first probably three days of camp. It's about getting your legs well, underneath you. So let's see what happens. And I would say that it actually kind of works to the Chiefs' favor to actually have younger guys step up in a level above where they would normally be with Tony out. Obviously, you want Tony playing, but – all these young guys are going to need reps. They're going to need, you know, time with the different quarterbacks and time with the, you know, trying to show they you know the offense. And then you can have guys like Richie James to take advantage of the ability to be out on the field where maybe he wasn't normally going to be out there with the ones where he makes some big catches because Tony's out. And it's funny. He's one of the guys that I wanted to talk to. So right after this, we're going to get into who stood out, who made some noise today, whether it was in the absence of someone else or just in general. A lot of players saying, hey, we know it's day one, but we're here to play. We're going to make some plays. We get to the go those guys right after this. So you mentioned it. Um, if Canary Tony isn't going to be out there, who reaps the benefits? Across the board, every beat reporter that I talked to or saw on social media today had good things to say about Richie James. A lot of folks have been giving me static over on RGR because I think he's probably the number four wide receiver. Today seems to have confirmed that. Whether everybody likes that or not, that's a whole different story. But he got the first look at taking those, those makeup reps without Tony out there. I'm fine with that. I know there's a, a body type thing that it's, it's kind of a common thread between Sky and Kadarius and Richie. But the type doesn't bother me. It's just about whether you can hit the spot that Patrick needs you to hit on time 
with enough separation that he can deliver the ball. And that's all that, that I personally care about. Am I missing something for you? No, and I think that's the big key is, is we talked about this a couple of times. Matt and I talked about it. You and I talked about it. The big thing with receiver, and this is where we're really going to start getting some answers, is can you be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there? Can you read defenses the way that the quarterback needs you to read defenses? Because, again, coverages are going to dictate where the receiver goes on some of the routes. You're going to have to be able to know that. If you can do those things, you will see wide receivers get reps with the ones and the twos that maybe you wouldn't think are supposed to be getting reps with the ones and the twos because they're doing the little things that sometimes is taken for granted. Yeah, and the little things are what separate you. Now, you brought up another wide receiver that I think the little things are starting to make a difference. At first, it was major issues in getting healthy and understanding the playbook. Now the little details can start to give him an edge, and it is Justin Ross who missed the mini camp here the last couple of days, but is out there, got some reps with the ones, and more importantly, like you were saying uh, before we went to break, making himself – a, a better option to be on the roster by doing more things. He doesn't have to be the primary kick returner or punt returner. If he can just show that he is, uh, you know, the, the second guy, if you have to make a change, if he can provide some value that way, that helps his case of getting on the 53, at least initially. I, I think even if he doesn't, I think he's a practice squad player that they try to pull up at some point. But this, I think, is a feather in his cap that helps him. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And he actually wasn't eligible. I, I did get a little bit of confirmation on this. He wasn't eligible to come to the mini camp, the first starter camp, because he actually got a year since he was on IR. So um, that's why he wasn't able to report early. Um, so that's why guys like Cor you know, Cornell Powell and other guys were there because they actually didn't go through, they didn't get in a crude season where Ross did. You know, one of the things we talk about guys going to the practice squad, this is going to be a question for Ross is, can he show stuff in games? Is he going to show stuff on film that is going to attract other people and, and force his way onto the roster that way? Because that's how he makes the roster. He has to show that he can't make it to the practice squad. Uh, and Kansas City is going to have to keep him over somebody else because, as we've talked, this is a deep roster and there are going to be a lot of questions all over the roster. There are. Uh, questions in the chat were around the pass rush. Uh, I, who was it? Uh, Adam. Kudos to you. Adam's adamant. Bring back Breland Speaks. I don't know if I'm so in on that. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I, I think Breland has a good for him for turning his career on to this point. I don't know if he could make this roster, but I'm all for taking a look, right? Uh, in his stead, what? I thought we saw out there today was pretty good play at the linebacker level. I didn't hear much about the pass rushers because day one, you're not going full one-on-ones or anything. Yeah, and – it sounds like Leo Chanel took some pass rush snaps in a two-point stance. So that's something to watch as well. If you guys want to know what we think uh, Leo Chanel should do, um, go look at this date a year ago, and we'll tell you exactly what we hope for Leo Chanel because that's it. Um, great blitzer from the linebacker position. If he can rush as a two-point stand-up outside linebacker, that certainly helps. Um, and he did. In the day. Go ahead. I just want to say really quick, he did. He was the top three linebackers when they had their base on the field. So that is also something that's a little bit different than what we thought may be happening. Yeah, I was hoping for a little bit of base with four linebackers out there myself. But uh, Leo out at Sam with Willie at the will makes perfect sense. Uh, very similar how they ended last season when they were in the base. They didn't do that very often. Um, but this is this is 
install time. You're going to put in your base defense. You're going to rotate and evolve from there. Let's see how those reps break down for Drew Tranquil versus Leo Chanel and, and see where that goes. Willie Gay with one of the plays of the day today in yeah. coverage on Sky Moore. Gets a PBI. I believe it was Skymore. Maybe I had that wrong. No, you're uh, right. It was. But it was downfield. I want to say about 18 yards by my account. Breaks up the pass. I mean, this, to me, to come out on day one and be in that position tells me the message has been received. Drew's here staring down playing time, one versus one, and Willie seems to be taking that on and, and taking that as encouragement to step up and, and take his game to a new level. Yeah, and he didn't get a contract extension in the offseason, which was possible. He was eligible for one. Uh, Andrew Tranquil took some reps in the on the first string with Nickel uh, as opposed to Willie Gay. So Willie's really going to have to – that's definitely going to be a concern, and that's going to be a reason why he might not be on the roster in 24 if that continues. Uh, he has to play himself into not coming off the field in those Nickel situations because that's a lot – that's where a lot of his versatility and speed could be really used. Yeah. Okay, folks, we'll do something a little bit special because there's a lot of questions in the chat. Appreciate you guys being on with us. Uh, make sure you check out another Lockdown Show for your next listen when we're done here. And make sure that you like, sub, and hit the bell on this video. So before we wrap, what we'll do, there's a bunch of questions. Um, Chris, we'll we'll just go speed round. Just give a flat answer and a, and a quick reason why. Um, let's start with Benjamin. Um, with his speculation, if KT were to, to miss some, some time, uh, serious injury, uh, what's the chances that he misses the active roster? I'd say very slim at this point. Until we hear that it was a significant injury, I wouldn't really worry about that. The key, though, on that specific question, and really this goes for any specific player, is they cannot put him on IR until after cutdown day. If they do, he is done for the season and cannot come back. Yeah, that virtually assures that he makes the initial 53. He could get moved to IR the next day if there were some kind of, of lingering um yep injury but he'd be eligible then to come back so one way or the other they're not letting tony out of here um let's see next um thank you doug appreciate you uh kevin asked do you pick up trey flowers i think it could be a possibility i don't think it's at the top of the list because of what doug asked next uh is carlos dunlap still a possibility i do think that carlos is a distinct possibility depending on what happens and when it happens with chris now, carlos cool. in a rush carlos needs about a week worth of, of preseason to be ready in my opinion yeah, and I also think it probably matters what they see from the edges in the meantime. I mean, that's the big question is you're not really going to see anything until they get the pads on and we get an idea as to what these guys are going to be able to do. So, you know, when the pads come on, then you're really going to get an idea of how the edge rushers are working versus the the tackles. And the one thing that I that we didn't mention earlier that we probably should have, Wanya Morris also did not practice in this practice because he was out with a hamstring injury, I believe, that he suffered on Friday. Yeah, uh, he was out there though, uh, working with the trainers. So, yes, uh, president accounted for. Uh, yep. didn't didn't miss him, miss him. Uh, John, I can't remember the name. Uh, it's Felix Anadike Uzama. Um, will he get starting time for the defense? Possibly later in the season. I think his role initially, certainly before the bye, will be a passing down specialist. Come in for Charles Amenehu when they reduce him down, is my guess. Do you disagree? No, I don't disagree, but that would be a fantastic problem for Kansas City to have is is FAU, you know, forcing himself to be on the or to be on the starting unit early. Yeah. Uh, because that gives you so much more flexibility with the defensive ends and the defensive line. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, Greg, will Spags utilize a new speed rusher? That's that's going to be a really, really interesting question. Um, and that would be B.J. Thompson. Uh, that's the, the best speed rusher, the guy that best suited to a speed rusher role on here, on this roster right now. I think he's more of a developmental guy, so I don't know that we're going to see that initially. But let's see how they sprinkle him in and who he reps with. Well, it's going to be who he reps with, but it's also going to show up when he shows up on game day in the preseason. Is is he going to go with the twos? Because you do. it doesn't matter what you do against the threes. I, I mean, you're going against a level of competition that generally isn't going to be in the NFL. If you can do it against the twos, then you probably get a look you know, with the first string so they can get an idea as to what you can do there. Uh, so that's really going to be the key for a guy like B.J. Thompson is he's got to be repping with the twos and getting to that point in the preseason uh, and showing he can still do things and then maybe has a chance at, at being that speed rusher. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that he does because I like the the skill set that it brings and I like the change of pace of being able to send someone uh, that's really that much of a speed difference. I like that combination. So that's where we're at today, folks. Tomorrow we're going to be back and give you the rundown of training camp day number two. We'll be on Chris Jones' watch. We'll have plenty for you. What? I just got to say, congratulations to Chiefs Kingdom from what I've heard and what I've seen from the – you know, tweets before camp showed up or camp started, the lines were ridiculous this year. Uh, it sounds like that's going to be a big deal uh, throughout training camp is that there are going to be a ton of people there and way to show out Chief Kingdom. Way to go. It's hot out there. Make sure you stay hydrated. I'm doing this as well. So uh, take care of yourselves when you go out. Say hi to the team for me. Uh, we're going to have more for you tomorrow. Make sure you like some and get the, on our list right now so you see and hear everything. Uh, we will have reaction when any breaking news happens, particularly around Chris Jones. You can get all the latest in text on your phone if you text us at 816-357-8781. Get in on that. We'll have some extra content for you as well. So I hope you guys will jump into where we're going this year on text. A lot to come. Check out another Locked On show for you, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Enjoy your Sunday evening. Thanks for being here, and we'll talk to you on Monday.